Welcome to the realm of magic and mystery, classic horror and sci-fi. You are now entering the House of the Unusual podcast with your hosts, Eddie and Joe. Welcome all you cool ghouls and friendly fiends to the House of the Unusual podcast. I'm your host, Joe Pavlansky, and with me as always is man we we have a whole we have a huge lineup today man we got all of our good friends in today man we got i'm just gonna go down the list here we got eddie Guevara as usual we got chuck and sherry caputo and we got michael mesmer ladies and gentlemen welcome all right thank you welcome Hello. welcome for I, I thought you were gonna say house of the usual yeah if you're listening to us regularly it is house of the usual that's right <laughs> today we're gonna get a little unusual we have uh a lot of stuff to to get into uh, here real quick, but one thing I just want to to talk about real quick before we get into it is uh, the new issue of Scary Monsters number one twenty six is up for pre order, and, and this is going to be a fantastic issue all about uh, Tolkien and his monsters. Scott Jackson did another great cover for that, a wraparound cover. So head over to mymoviemonsters.com and. I get your pre-order in now so you can make sure that you have that issue when it comes out. Also, make sure you check us out on YouTube at House of the Unusual and uh, subscribe to our channel, like our videos. Uh, there's always stuff coming out every week. Chuck and Andy are putting out some great videos, so make sure you check it out. And also our flagship website at houseoftheunusual.com. We have a free forum site there that you could sign up and join. Talk with some uh, other people on there who might have the same interests as you. So make sure you go in and check that out. All right. Now that we got out all the uh, the shameless advertising and all that, let's see how everybody's doing over there. You know what? We are going to start. We're going to we're going to go ladies first tonight and, and see how Sherry's Uh-oh. doing. Sherry, the mic is yours. What's up? Hi, everybody. <clears throat> um, Not too much. Um, Yeah, I wanted to tell you today. I went to see an, uh, or had acupuncture done. I don't know if any of you guys ever had that done before. Yes. In fact, I've had it done in China. I, it's interesting, but yeah, that's good stuff. Oh, in China. Okay. Oh, well, yeah, I actually have um, been having pain for my left shoulder going down to my arm and I've tried everything. Um, the one thing that does help is when I exercise, but I decided to try the acupuncture. And in the meantime, I did get an x-ray and it does show that I have like a bone spur. So I'm not sure. And, um, how this is going to pan out, but, um, it was a, it was a different experience. Um, it was relaxing. Um, I don't know. We'll see how it goes. I feel like I can get more movement in my arms. Yeah. Still a little sensitive. Good. Hey, yeah. uh, hey, so let's, uh, uh, so let's stay tuned here and uh, keep our fingers crossed. You know, yeah, if that, yeah, if that works, I like to get a needle in my head. Like maybe it help me think better. Oh, yeah, right. <laughs> well, you, you got to do like Joe. He goes for deep penetrating needles. He's rough. Yeah. You got to get the, the dry needling where they get, it's about a inch long needle and they, they really put it in you. They say, my buddy said that when they were in school, that their professor told them while they were practicing the dry needling, if you're not hitting bone, you're not going deep enough. Wow. Wow. But, that's amazing. And I tell you what, like I, we were talking uh, before the show started, but I'll, you know, let everybody out there in podcast land know of what happened with me. And I've, I've always wanted to try the uh, acupuncture too, but my, my buddies, one's a chiropractor, the other one's a physical therapist, both said to try the, the, dry needling because i had both of my elbows i think it was like around like tennis elbow or something it was the Mm -hmm. uh the elbow and then on the inside and my forearms were they were real bad when i couldn't even like grip anything i could barely hold a can of pop and it was going on for about a month and i was trying heat you know exercises massages ice nothing was working so i you know I, i called them up and said hey i got this issue you know what do you think they said oh try dry needling you'll be fine I said, okay, I'll give it a shot. So they pulled out those needles. I said, and I'm not a person that likes needles. I said, whoa. I said, how, how far is that going going in me? He said, all the way. I said, what do you mean? Whoa. Oh, my goodness. I, I tell you what, they, they did the dry needling on both of my uh, elbow area and forearms. And they also did what's called a cartilage scrape where they hmm. put like this, um, it looks almost like a grease where your cartilage would be on mm-hmm. and your muscles on your arm. 
And then they get, it looks like a butter knife, and they press in, and they kind of scrape down. I guess what it does is it gets rid of the dead cartilage that's on the good cartilage. And I, I got it done, and about an hour later, I was at the gym working out. I was, I was at about 90%. I went back the next week uh, to my other buddy who's the chiropractor. I got it done through him again. Man, and, did they did they put you to sleep for this, Joe, or were you awake for this one? No, time? you're no, you're awake. And I tell you what, you really can't, you really can't feel it. The needles are it's like acupuncture needles. Oh, okay. It's so so thin. But the only time it might get you if it hits like a nerve, you'll really mm-hmm. feel it. But I tell you what, it's it's almost like worth it because you'll feel that little bit of pain. But then you're like, oh my gosh, my arm feels so good. <laughs> so. Yeah. It, that's Wait a second. Yeah, I looked at my buddy when he pulled out that needle. I said, How far is that going in? I said, All the way. I said, wow. well, one second. So where does the witch doctor want to come in here? <laughs> I tell you, that's what it's it's almost like witch doctor, because it's not a you know, if you read about it and all that, there's a lot of people that are, are against it, but yet there's a lot of people that are for it. So it's almost like you know, this this witch doctor type stuff that Hey, if, know, I'm in, hey, if I'm in pain, I would I would try it. You know, if I'm in if I'm in a lot of pain, I would definitely try it. I'll keep well, that in mind. Yeah. Here's the best part that you guys don't realize, but our our Joe, the one and only Mr. Joe Puflansky, he's now going back or trying to get back into MUFON. He wants to study UFOs since the witch doctors and the Earth don't work. He want to try out of space. You know, I gotta try some uh, some space aliens. Oh, that's wow. <laughs> Tell us maybe, about maybe, that. They'll, maybe they'll help beat me up. Well, I don't want to say too much because I haven't I haven't really talked well, tell to Tell us something, yet. Joe. I got not, nothing to say. The mum's the word. <laughs> mum's the word. So we're we're gonna move on. So Chuck and Sherry, you guys got anything else to, to share with us or anything else new? Any new shows coming up? Yeah, you know what? We have a show tomorrow, as a matter of fact. So, oh, so nice. we're be, yeah, we're gonna be doing it. It's a it's a place, it's for like an assisted living. Uh, type of thing so yeah so i'm actually getting a few th- few things together right now and i want to re- i want to rehearse a couple of the things and so yeah so it's a, it, it's probably maybe five minutes from our home huh sherry it's, yeah it's not far it's very close we're looking uh, so we're looking forward to it yeah oh hey I, you know i might be out in your guys uh area this this saturday i'm actually you know eddie brought up mufon i'm actually going to a, a pennsylvania mufon uh conference it's uh, i thought it was mom the, sir what's that I thought you said mum. Now what happened, mum? Well, this is mom? just a they're they're having a bunch of speakers, and it's at the um, uh, Westmoreland Community College. Oh, I've done oh. I've done shows up there. That's a that's a very nice There's place uh, at the Westmoreland. Oh, really? Community uh, yeah, that's yeah. like a, what that is, Joe. Is like a whole campus. Uh, make, make sure you find out what building to go to because it is it is pretty big. Yeah, I'll have to look. I, I'm a, it's about an hour and a half for me, but they have some really good. Uh, speakers up there some of them i've heard of they got bill burns john venture uh richard lang carrie trent wow when is this, is this oh saturday you said oh okay yeah this saturday 9 to 8 p.m well they wow. they is have this a day, guy, uh, it, it ends at six it ends at 6 30 but then they have a dinner q a after that which I, i'm not going to say for that I'll, I'll head on home but yeah you know what you're not far from kecksburg kecksburg is just outside of greensburg which is actually not far from Westmoreland where you're at. It's How far is Kecksburg from there? I would say 20 minutes, 25 minutes, huh? Ooh, so I'm, not I'm, sure. Not sure. I'm not yeah, sure. I would I would venture to say maybe no more than a half an hour. Oh, I might have to maybe head out that way. Yeah, yeah. Hey, uh, Joe, this guy's not going to be a speaker there. You know, the Chinese or Japanese fellow from um, New York University, the one that's always on those UFOs, the scientists, the physics. What's his Who? name? Katu. Who? Katu or you guys know who I'm talking about? The Japanese guy, he's always on TV. Yes. Uh, what's his name? Oh, I know you mean uh, the guy with the long gray hair. The, with the, yeah. Yeah. He used to be on our. Ooh. He was on our. Uh, yeah, he used to be on our bell quite a bit. Yeah, his name is Kaku, I think, or something like that. Yeah, yeah. I can't remember it offhand, but yeah. Yeah, he's a he's a pretty brilliant guy. Yeah. Look it up, Joe. Look it up, Joe. I have no idea. I'll have to. I'll have to look. Yeah, yeah Joe. That's... He's the he's the physics. They compare him to Einstein. He's Are you talking about Michio Kaku? That's it. Yes, that's yes. It. Oh, okay. Yeah, he's uh, number one. He's phenomenal. I mean, the guy is the one that his he's one of the physics in the world that believes in what they call the string theory. I right. think that's what he specializes in. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's kind of you know how the beginning of the universe and stuff. And he's according to 
about him. They compare him to either Albert Einstein or um, uh, the died in the wheelchair. Oh my God, I, I got a blank. Hawking. Yeah, Hawkins, whatever. Yeah, Stephen, yeah, Stephen, Stephen Hawking. Hawking. Yeah, Stephen Hawking. Yeah, and and he's phenomenal, super bright, and just like him, there's one other famous guy who talks about UFOs. He's got a beard. Um, I can't remember his name. He did a thing called UFOs are real. Are real. Do you know who I'm talking about? He's very famous too in the UFO. He's a scientist. That, that, up. that could be that could be Chuck over there, a guy with a beard. <laughs> no, I think I think you're talking about Stanton Friedman. Is it? Stanton yes, Stanton Friedman. Yeah. Those you know guys what? He's not phenomenal. Eddie. He's not going to be talking anymore. He died, man. He's been dead. Yeah, he passed away. What a year ago or a year ago? Yeah. yeah. You know, I didn't know that. Really? Yeah. I tell you what. If it wasn't for him, all the stuff from Roswell would not have even come out. He was That's the one correct. that brought everything to light in 1979. And, uh, yeah, yeah, he was a pretty cool guy. It's interesting that you guys got into UFOs because I don't know if you know this or not, but more has emerged from that report from last summer. In fact, on Fox News just about an hour and a half ago when I was driving uh, on their major news program, they were talking about some of the new revelations that came out of that report. Mm-hmm. Um you know, about Americans suffering from radiation burns, brain and nervous system damage and unaccounted pregnancies and all these things. Um, It's pretty fascinating information. And now uh, the Congress and 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 this came out from the Department of Defense through Freedom Information Act. uh, And uh, it's just amazing. But there's more coming out than what we heard initially. Um, And so it's 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 uh, becoming very real. I've had several encounters with UFOs and uh, so I, uh, for me, it's very real anyway, because I've seen them and uh, I've experienced it. And also pilots that I've known uh, that I visited with in, you know, in depth have uh, had set many experiences with uh, flying objects in front of their aircraft that Absolutely. have no explanation. Yeah. Um, and they've, you know, they're even talking about, um, st- they're talking about they've studying on advanced technologies like invisibility cloaks, uh, plans for deep space exploration and colonization. All of this is in that report. Um, and it's, it's pretty fascinating information. And some of this wasn't out till, like I say, they just released some of it, uh, or more of it emerged from that report. And so around the world, people are really abuzz about this. Yeah, I know um, uh, there was still a lot redacted on that. And um, I had heard that, well, I, I heard on his podcast uh, a few days ago that John Greenwald from the Black Vault uh, if nobody is familiar with him, he does a lot of FOIA requests for, for government uh, conspiracy type stuff, UFOs and all that. Well, he's did a, um, he did a, he kind of challenged that uh, FOIA release because of all these redactions. So he's trying to get, you know, another one released with less or no redaction. So hopefully that will be. Well, you know, in the yeah, they're saying future. that they're saying that, you know, in, in, the, the people have been in, uh, affected by uh, burns and injuries from conditions related to electromagnetic radiation um, and inflated by energy related propulsion systems. I mean, it's pretty fascinating stuff. Oh, yeah. Hey, there was, a, there was a case in 1980 down in down in Houston, Texas. Lloyd Benston was the governor at that time. I, I, I saw this in Unsolved Mysteries probably 30, 40 years ago. There was there was an elderly woman with her daughter in the car and the woman's son and uh, they were they were coming home from dinner and there was a big craft that, that actually flew directly over top of them and actually landed on a road and they became violently ill. I mean it was like radiation mm-hmm. like you wouldn't believe. Uh, the mm-hmm. uh, the elderly woman died shortly after I think, but but then the mother died of uh, leukemia like maybe five years later, mm-hmm. and the son is alive to this day, but he's very sickly. You know what? Check in today. It was uh, it was nineteen eighty. It was, it was outside of Houston, Texas. I'll never yeah. forget it. You know, one thing I want to tell you guys, and, 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 you know, since Mike just mentioned it, this technology that you guys just are hearing, believe it or not, it's been in, I remember hearing about that and reading about it several, like more than 20 years ago. Like the one technology, the invisibility cloak, I think I forgot where it is, but you can actually see it. it's a jacket that reflects light yeah, around cool. the person. Yeah. And it really, I mean, you can see it on YouTube. If you actually look at this, uh, examples of it where the scientists tested they also were about i think i don't know four or five years ago they were able to do teleportation like with a a light beam instead of a natural thing like star trek the teleporting into the planets Mm -hmm. they were able to teleport a light beam from one place to the other so this is technology we've had for a while Mm -hmm. the only problem is is that maybe hasn't been made to the public but that radiation and all that stuff don't be surprised 
if all the experimental vehicles we don't know about, who knows if the government already has had oh, absolutely. half of them are, are earthly domain. And, and, you know, that's where it's true when Mike is saying 100 percent that yeah. technology has been not mentioned, but I've heard of it. So it, it's just probably coming out to light now. It's true. And some of the UFOs could very well be, you know, forward, you know, futuristic technology that's from our government or from other governments that we don't know. So they don't they haven't determined whether it's actually, you know, from another planet or not. But um, they definitely exist and they definitely are beyond the understanding of what most people know, including airplane pilots and everyone else. Um, I had a situation happen twice in my life. I was um, going one night very late after rehearsal for a show when I was 17. I was driving past a place actually on the that was known for uh, witchcraft and satanic stuff, uh, area of my area where I live. And um, But strangely enough, when I was driving over the hill by a cemetery, over on the right was this ball that was on fire that was rotating from green to red to, I believe it was green, red, and yellow or blue. And it was just going parallel with me on the freeway. It was gigantic. I decided to go off and chase it over the hills and went over the hills. And when I went over the next hill, it was totally gone. Um, That was one thing that happened to me. But another night, I was coming down from a hypnosis show like at six in the morning or seven in the morning, six in the morning, it was dark still uh, from up in Northern California. And I had my assistant with me and um, she's a very straight person too. And we look over the right and there's a triangle with lights heading down to the ground parallel with this going probably at least the speed we were faster and we were going look at that can you believe that and this is before we had the phones where we could try and snap photos and everything right. and um anyway uh we looked over and all of a sudden we got to a certain point and it just bam zoomed off and it was gone uh it was uh it's i've had some interesting experiences that way oh absolutely hey the, hey the thing that has me suspicious is this okay the guy who was a main investigator for project blue book was a j ellen heineck he uh-huh. actually he actually started off as a, a skeptic. You know what? Like he was always told just this, oh, that's swamp gas or whatever. But then, but then by the time Blue Book did come to an end, I'm not sure exactly what year that was, but he 1969, became, I think. In 1969, he became a proponent. You know what? He said, "No, nah, man, this there is things that you know that certainly look like it come from another another dimension or whatever." You know, so he went from a skeptic to to a believer. And there's also guys like James Penniston and uh, a, a Colonel a Corso, you know, oh, yeah. I, you know what guys like that, that have, that have nothing to gain, but everything to lose. And they came out and, you know, and they, and they told their story from uh, Rendlesham Forest, yeah, well, James uh, 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 Penniston and of course was R and D in the air force, you know, and stuff like that. Right. I mean, I mean, I mean, uh, the thing I'm trying to say is I kind of have an open mind about it. I mean, I'm not saying one way or another, but you know what? When someone tells me they see a UFO, they, they've seen a UFO or seen a ghost, I don't laugh. I kind of sit down and talk to them about it, right? That oh, makes yeah. sense, uh, except when Joe tells you, you got to keep it on. <laughs> <laughs> Into that two, three times, you know, just in case. <laughs> yeah, so what, what were some other, you said you had a few, uh, Mike, uh, experiences. What were some other ones if you're able to share? Well, those were the two I, I personally had. But then I was on a cruise ship for many years in Asia, which is a whole other story. And I had uh, a lot of interesting uh, ghost and paranormal experiences there, too. But there were pilots that would come on there to get a break from their work and from American Airlines and and those and that type of thing. And we sat for several hours discussing their experiences. And they would see what was interesting was they saw the same thing I saw, sort of this color changing object. Um, and they saw it where it would just parallel with them, then it would pull in front of the aircraft and would be, you know, matching their speed. And then they would just instantly fly away at a speed that was unheard of that they couldn't even follow, you know, it leaving. And they had seen it many times over the ocean, um, and out in the middle of the ocean, hours between countries, you know, and they would see these things. And it seemed like to me, after talking to several of them, it was pretty much, uh, something that happened quite a bit. It wasn't something unusual to them, and right. but it was totally unexplainable. And, and they never re- reported it either because they didn't want to lose their fly, you know pilot license. So, <laughs> but these people were serious. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. You know what? Throughout the years, I've actually talked to different pilots also, and they said that they're actually told not to report these, you know, things. Uh, so they right. they, they keep it amongst themselves. You know. You you guys forgot that one of the biggest change of events we had was back in the nineteen. 19- 
recent thing was with Jimmy Carter, pressing Jimmy Carter's soul one when he was on the chip. Uh, yeah, I remember that. You guys remember mm-hmm. that? I do. I do. Do you remember that, Joe? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah there was a few different presidents that, that came out. Of, who was the one? Was it Nixon who was who was uh, said to have taken uh, – uh, I can't remember the celebrity's name. Um, uh, I remember what you're talking about, yeah. I In fact, yeah. you, there was also one with Reagan. I actually have uh, – I bought from uh, – a while back, I have a couple of books. Uh, I think it was called The Blue Project, the publisher. I forgot what it was, but books that um, – that have the whole meaning between Reagan and um, I forget what the project blue books or something like that, or I have to look it up or Nixon, but that, yeah, but, there, but, the, transcription. but the, the difference was that Nixon was an alien. That's where you missed the point. I am an alien. <laughs> but, but Joe is an alien too. We just keep him on the wraps, you know. That's why he knows how to run the show. He carries the show. Yeah, speaking of that, you know, there's a lot of. Um, you could read a lot of science. Well, I guess you would call them scientific report or reports from scientists. Yes. Who think that we are the aliens? On that we're all aliens oh. on this planet. There so you, you know, we, yeah, we you're talking about the aliens here. And then, you know, they were also yeah, talking yeah. about, how, you know, that this planet, and, and I've read this over the years, different uh, points of view on how this planet was kind of, um, it's almost, well, I guess if you look at the Milky Way and, you know, there's there's just tons, there's tons of, of planets in, in the Milky Way and, and stars. I think there's like some like 200 billion stars and there's supposed to be, you know, approximately five planets per star but we are our planet is supposedly kind of like in the middle of nowhere we're we're like the outcast planet in that you know a lot of people have said it and you know you could take it as a grain of salt or take it for what it's worth but that this planet was actually seeded with humans with these different animals and insects almost as like a zoo where we could be you know watched and, and studied and it's kind of like hey you know just put them on here you know, and hey, let, let, let's see what they do, because there's also been a lot of, you know, studies that shown that our bodies aren't even made for this planet. Like with, with the gravity and all that, that's why a lot of people have knee and back problems that we actually our bodies are made for the gravity that's on Mars. So, you know, you can take that for what it's worth. Yeah. Hey, I know, no, one, I, I know one thing. Gravity has not been good to me. I mean, me neither. Well, it makes you old. No, but one thing I was going to tell you guys, and I'm sure that the only one that probably can relate to this is both Chuck and Mike. If you guys remember back in the old days, if you pick up any magazine from Startling Detective to, uh, I'm talking about way back in the early 70s, uh, including magazine like Soldier of Fortune and Psychology Today. And now the reason I came across those magazines as a kid is because I always used to look for the mail order ads in them. But one (laughs) thing I'm going to tell you, yeah, take a, no, Mel. No, I didn't say the the robot. the robot plants. You know, so. take a drink. Now he, but the thing I was going to say is, there's some there's a a company, a mail order company. I think it's still in business today. I don't know if it's called New Age or something like that. And which also there's another one called Paladin Press, which used to advertise in back of. Uh, Soldier of Fortune. Oh, that's and they a, sold that books familiar. like yeah, yeah, the Poor Man's James Bond. Yep. Uh, the Anarchist book one, two, and three. They're actually books that taught you how bombs and stuff. And oh, the point wow. I'm trying to say is that 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 I think it was New Age. I forgot the name. I need to find one of my original catalogs. But the theories of the Hollow Earth, the theories of the Flat Earth, the theories of we didn't. This all came from the early 1960s. Right. The problem is a lot of people think it's like new re- revelation. No, they're not. <laughs> Social media today where anything can be being real or not. Like I can start a legend right now. Uh, there's people that say we came from lizard people. There's, I mean, there's a lot of whack jobs. But at the same time, you know, it's, it's the way information moves about today. Oh, yeah. On TikTok, on, on things that even real stuff. Like, I mean, there's things coming out like Russia's doing this, Russia, which is all fake. And and it's just the way. And the funny thing is that it creates followings, and, and that's where we're we have to be careful nowadays because 
A lot of those theories. Now, the stuff Mike was just mentioning, Mike, which is so true about, you know, the, the um, you're saying about people getting sick and stuff. Yes. That's been around in a lot of the UFO. And Staten Friedman is one of the guys that was actually talking about that. He has a videotape that came out. I mean, I can't believe he died. I, I, I know that. But one of the things that came out about several years ago, it's called UFOs are real. Mm-hmm. He goes on to explain his, you know, his version and stuff. And one thing about Mike uh, Stan Friedman is, I think of all the people out there, he was one of the smartest. So I'm very surprised that to hear he passed away. Yeah, he was a very, he was a very intelligent man. If I'm not mistaken, he was a nuclear physicist. Yeah, he was. That, that yeah. he was. Yeah. <laughs> Which, if you guys also know, a lot of people don't know that the smartest president we ever had was actually Jimmy Carter. He also PhD in, in rocket science. Not many. Wow. You know, I also have a PhD in peanuts as well. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, hey, I like these impressions. We should keep that up. Hey, you want to hear my Stallone? Yo, hey, dude, how you doing? (laughs) That ain't too bad. You know, Chuck, when I met you, I knew you had it. And I could do, I could do Mick too. Hey, you're gonna, you're gonna eat thunder and crap lightning, kid. Holy cow, see, we didn't even know we had all the celebrities. Hold on. Where you are. Where <laughs> you are. You hey. only find all these celebrities on House of the Unusual podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. That's pretty cool. Hello, Michael. Oh, I don't know. <laughs> he said, what he's trying to tell you is more. He wants more. Yeah. Said, no, Huckabee, actually, Huckabee had, uh, what's his name? Littles, the comedian. Rich Little. Rich Little son, yeah. and he imitated uh, Ronald Reagan. He imitated a bunch. And you know what, guys, talking about that, one of the things that came to my mind, and I said, this is going to be the failure of um, the guy who's doing the monsters again, a rock zombie. He should have taken the guy from Everybody Loves Raymond, the big, tall guy who oh, yeah, yeah. plays right. Herman Monster. He would have been a phenomenal Harmon yeah, Monster. He's, for that he's show. all about. Is Garrett? Is his name Garrett? Something? Yeah, Brad Garrett. Brad Garrett. That's it. I, yeah. I'm very surprised he didn't look him up because he would have been phenomenal. I've seen he him played, dressed. Uh, he played uh, Jackie. Uh, he played um, uh, the guy from the Honeymooners. Uh, uh, Jackie Gleason. Yeah, he played Jackie Gleason in a movie a few years ago. Yeah, he did, he did an excellent, I, I believe, excellent job. Excellent. I believe Jackie Gleason was the one that went with Nixon to um, to see the UFO. <laughs> yes, Jackie and I went. You know, Joe, Joe I'm, I'm I'm thinking that's correct. Is, are you saying that as a joke, or you saying it was? No, I, I that's what I believe it was. I, I believe. Yeah, because I read something. I, I think I have the report, if I'm correct, on that. Uh, because yes, you know, guys, whether I did or not, I usually bought every book out there on the subject due to the fact that you know it's I like UFOs. And while my enormous move has been going on, which, yeah. <laughs> uh, to some reason, I think it's from out of space. I'm going to need some aliens to tra- teleport the stuff from one area to the other. Uh, Mike, I, I don't know if you've been aware, but for the last three and a half weeks, I've been taking the stuff out of my daughters and putting them in independent storage. Oh, man, that's and I've rented three trucks, one 17-foot <laughs> and two 15-foot. Holy moly. And, I still, and, and with my CRV, I've done eight trips total loaded with the seats now and i still need to rent another truck on tuesday i'm heading actually over to my daughter's house tonight to pack up more stuff and i still need like half so it's going to be like another two truckloads just to get along sorted out when it's to the new location but one thing i'm going to tell you i've been looking at that and i have so many ufos so far i counted 37 i think it was 37 ufo books report to and oh, some yeah. go back for the 1940s i have one that they, it's a beautiful cover it has a flying saucer coming off the f- ground has like a shadow on the ground it looks like it's a lunar something i forgot the name of it but there's so many ufo books i have i have a roswell with that's a vhs tape with it i don't know what it's about i mean it's roswell the aztec the other roswell so i have a lot of books that i'm going to one day actually um because one, one of the things i was thinking of doing and people out there, I'm still working on, if maybe you want to send some suggestions to us, is one, um, and, and this is really a big announcement to make that a lot of you guys haven't even realized because it's been happening as of a day. But um, the, you know, what I'm going to be doing, I'm setting up like a little area 
where I'm going to do weekly unboxings of the stuff I have for like 40, 50 years put away. And wow. so that's going to be like, you know, the Johnson Smith unboxing, the Honor House unboxing. That would be cool. That would be cool. Yes. Here, here's the best thing, guys. You're going to love this. We went over a thousand subscribers by a couple. And we've done amazing over 6,200 hours of watch time. So that wow. means we have over triple our watch time All right. in the last couple of weeks. Nice. We had 2,000. Now we're over 6,000. So now we are able. Guys, so I'm going to apply for the monetization tonight for the YouTube channel. Great, so, yeah, this is going to be phenomenal. So, Joe, you will now, my friend, be worldwide the richest guy in the world, the richest, right. guy, <laughs> the richest host in a very unusual way. I love, I love the April Fool's video that you put out, Eddie. That was really cool. I really, yeah, that was cool. That was really, Joe, you look so I tell you what, Chuck, I, I told Eddie. I, Sherry really had you at the end there when she said, "Oh, yeah. I'll tell you what, Joe, look was, on your face, man." <laughs> I was I was a second away from going. Oh, come on, we have to do this again. <laughs> you you want to know something's going to make you guys laugh? Look how stupid sometimes people are, like me, for example. <laughs> that, and then she goes, "Oh, I didn't have the recorder on." I'm, I'm like, "Oh, you got to be kidding!" Oh. <laughs> and I, and I'm watching it, and I'm like, "What am I thinking?" For, like you're there live or something. Yeah, she got me. She got me good. She really and Joe. Joe, you look so young. Oh my goodness, you could pass as my son. Wow. Oh my goodness. Come I know. Over. Without the beard, man, I look you know a little young there. <laughs> a year ago, but yeah, uh, I tell you what, man. That yeah, she, your your face at the end of that was just priceless, man. We got to get a screenshot of that. Yeah, she got she got me good, you know, yeah. because you know there there are times when we can't get the video quite right, and we do have to film a few things several times and you know what i get frustrated she gets frustrated it's like oh man and uh you know yeah and I, so i thought that was one of those days and i was I'm just about ready to say oh come on <laughs> that's what i'm saying that a lot of you guys the, it's it's crazy but i just got the invitation from youtube to for me to apply to get that's monetized awesome. oh that's great so wow. th that's what i'm saying that uh it doesn't happen automatically uh mm -hmm. i thought it did but apparently you have to apply and, and that's what i was actually going to do today well, hey, um, thanks, thanks to all the all the listeners out there, man. It's you guys. It's you yeah, guys who are doing it. Thank you so much. Yeah, and and Mike, uh, believe it or not, Mike, you and Chuck have actually made the show a whole lot better. I mean, every time Mike comes on, he blows the thing with the listeners, and so does you know when Chuck. When you do those specials, uh, you kept the live the channel each and every Friday with wow. Chuck's corner, and it just kept expanding, expanding. And what I think that the reason this has helped is for two things. One, not really knowing what we're doing. And I'm saying we, not, I should say, because I'm kind of new to the social couple of years. Um, I didn't realize that, you know, I was saying, why is our podcast growing and the YouTube channel is so slow? And then uh, I was shown how to do the analytics. And I didn't realize that the people that listen to us, uh, the, 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 you know, the audience, uh, just like the same audience that goes to Chiller Theater are between the ages of 45 and 60. Huh. That's 83.5% of our audience. Mm. On YouTube, we were reaching our audience was between the ages of 35 and 42, 100% oh, wow. of our audience. Wow. What happened with that is we were not, when we talked about YouTube on, you know, Honor House and Johnson Smith, you had a couple of hits, but you really didn't have that many hits due to the fact of the fact that you know we were reaching the wrong audience mm -hmm. when chuck came in with the magic and and like you know and, and mike you said this many times chuck said it there's an up and down rhythm with magic you'll have Absolutely. it for 10 years there's a surge and then it stops and the, right. the thing with magic it, there's always something new and it's always something that the i guess is so popular it's the unknown so when a magician performs you're not going to know what he's going to do what he's about right. to do Great. And going on America's Got Talent, so many magicians and stuff, has now caused a resurgence of magic again. So Chuck being on the channel on a steady basis has caused the channel to grow every single month. That's we were great. at 398 people in December, and right now we're over 1,000. And, and we could say it's basically uh, courtesy of Chuck in that. That's and, great. Um, Yay, Chuck. All right. Well, <laughs> I'm glad to hear it. It's a good thing. And then, of course, let's be honest. We got to give credit to one and only Joe. 
Yes, because yes. Joe carries the show. Absolutely. Yeah, Joe is awesome. Yeah, I actually told Joe the other day. I said, no, Joe, not me. Well, not me. I was going to say, Joe. I was telling Joe the other day, and if you remember, Joe, I was telling you that I started with the idea of starting my own radio station back in, in the late 90s, early 90s, oh. actually, where I answer an ad that appeared in a magazine called Income Opportunities, and the ad said, start your own radio station. Now, the way this was that you would you buy... scam now. No, no, that wasn't actually... <laughs> what happened it was that... And it wasn't a scam, actually. It, what it was is that they sell, they sold you a FM wireless transmitter that you would put in somebody selling their home, and then they would put on their lawn a, a uh, sign that said, if you want to find out about the home, tune in to whatever radio station. Uh, and since yeah. they had a half-mile transmission or you know, four blocks away, whatever, a person could tune into their a FM radio. Oh, that's their station, and huh. that's how it said, start a radio station. The ad was Fabio, so I ordered it, and I wound up buying one of the units, hoping to to do whatever. But then I went ahead, and there's a famous flea market that's been for over 40 years in my area. And that flea market is called Flea Market, right next to the Giant Stadium. Hey. And I thought that if I were to get an FM transmitter and go out there and then tell all the vendors that for a certain fee, I will run ads for their thing that anybody coming around the area would be able to listen to for half a mile or more from the air. Anyway, I went ahead and spent $4,000, actually $2,700 in an FM transmitter. When I got it, I installed it in an Econoline van that I had, mm -hmm. and I was all excited. When I applied for the FCC license, they told me there was none availability up in my area that I had to go to South Jersey by like English. Jeez. I'm like, what? Wow. So I wound up, thank God I did it right away. And, and within 30 days, I got my money back, returned the transmitter. Oh, so the man. point I'm trying to say is that's how long it's been since I was trying to start my own station. But wow. I just didn't know how to do it. Then wow. along comes Joe, you know, like along comes the spider and sits yeah. right along <laughs> King Joe. And then I told Joe, hey, Joe, why don't we do it? Now it's been three years. This is our third season now. And we're on like the 15th episode of our third season with thousands of listeners, courtesy of Joe Pav. No, oh, that's because that's it's, because Joe has alien DNA. That's exactly <laughs> right. That's the, right. I, think, I come I from Podcast here. Planet. That's a good one, Joe. Hey, hey Mike, I wanted to, to ask you because I know that you have a um a book about your uh your ghost hunting and all that that's going to be coming out. Uh, is there any a, a little bit more you could tell us about the book? And uh, do you have any recent ghost hunting uh, experiences? You know, I've always got ghost hunting experiences happening because right. I do a lot of ghost hunting. Um, I was um, actually I was on another podcast last night with Bozeman Paranormal uh, Society, and I go with them quite a bit up in Montana. And boy, we were sharing some incredible stories. But um, yeah, my ghost transfer, a hypnotist among the spirits, is in process and it will be coming out eventually here. Um, very excited about it. It's available for pre-order and it's going to be awesome. It has a lot of my, all of, lots of my life stories in it. And, um, but I, I, you know, the, we're, we're surrounded by the, the, the spirit realm. I mean, uh, I don't know, it's how, however you want to identify it, but I'm sure you guys have things happen almost weekly that you say, how, you know, what was going on there? You know, um, I had a, I take a walk every night and the other night, um, you ever have that feeling where the hair's up on the back of your neck and you think someone's, you know, right behind you all the oh, time. Yeah. Oh yeah. And, and, and then you keep looking around. I go and walks at one or one, two or 3 AM in the morning. Cause it's very quiet. Then nobody's around. And um, so when I'm walking at night, I never have this experience, but the other night I did. Um, and it was really strange because I just had to keep looking back. There was just something happening. Um, I didn't have my equipment with me, unfortunately, uh, because I was just out for a casual walk, but I know for sure something was along the way with me on that walk. It was just really, really overwhelming the feelings uh, that I was getting from it. Uh, I didn't go home early because I was kind of interested in it and wanted to keep experiencing it mm. but it was very very strange just really really odd uh one of those kind i know you all have had that experience and we all have these experiences but we just don't know how to identify them but yeah um i'm sure many listeners have had this happen to them where they've been feeling like someone's right behind you breathing almost on your neck but yet there's nobody there and it's very hard to explain it if i had my equipment maybe i could have had more a definition on you know what was going on but uh it was strange 
I, I tell you what, Mike, a, a few years ago, I went with a buddy out to uh, about 45 minutes from where I live. We went to two different spots to, to check them out. One was called Gretchen's Lock, and um, the other one doesn't really have a name. It's just kind of a um, a um, a bridge that has been, has been blocked off. And I, I guess on Gretchen's Lock decades ago, I can't remember the, the, the full story, but I guess uh, like a three-year-old girl died out there. And supposedly haunted by her, and you know we right. went, we went out at night and um, walked around there, took some photos. Didn't you know? Didn't see or, or feel anything. We didn't have any equipment or anything. We just kind of wanted to go check it out. Yeah. And then um, we went to the closed off bridge. Now the closed off bridge is a very, um, it's actually a very spooky place, and not really for the paranormal, but for what actually has happened there. So it's this. It's off a, a main road, and it's. Um, it's this bridge that goes uh, across a river to the other side of town. Well, the bridge is blocked off. It's been blocked off for, you know, 20 years or so. Well, where it's at, it's kind of like out in the boondocks. And there's a lot of like a uh, satanic cult activity that goes on there. There you go. Yeah. And about, I think it was 12 years ago or so, there was a girl that was murdered there. And the, the case is still unsolved. Oh, and wow. if anybody wants to look it up, it's in uh, Columbiana County. I believe it's Salem, Ohio. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, there was a girl murdered there. They never found out who it was, but she was ritual- ritualistically murdered there. Oh, and, uh, when you go there, you could see all these, you know, satanic, you know, um, runes and markings all over the place. And I had talked to the re- the way I found out about that was is um, a couple years ago I was talking to. Uh, a, a guy, he he had some comic books that he wanted to to give away. So um, I got a hold of him on Facebook and met up with him. And he was telling me about the place. And he said when uh, him and a few of his buddies went there to visit, visit it, they were walking towards the bridge and they seen this huge shadow being that chased them back into the cars. And I said, oh, okay, you know, that place sounds interesting. And, you know, we went out there at, at night and checked around it. And you could still see all like the the um, – the satanic markings everywhere and the, the places where they do rituals. I guess um, if you go there certain times during the year, you could find, you know, dead animals that have been sacrificed and everything. I I know the police have been, um, you know, kind of watching it a lot more closely over the years. So that that kind of activity has really died down, but it's a, um, it's a spooky place. But again, we didn't see, see or hear or feel anything. The thing about it, Joe, is that a place like that generates, it's like a generator of, you know, a spirit energy. Uh And um, it's, unfortunately, it can be negative energy. Uh uh, And that's always hard. I always have to kind of shut myself down to a point when I go to places like that because it's too overwhelming, um, the energy from it. But uh, that's that's interesting. That's a fascinating place. Uh, You mentioned a shadow person chasing people. I've experienced shadow people. And it's, it's pretty pretty interesting i was in the um uh old montana prison up in deer lodge montana one time and um one time we were there at you know the witch hour three in the morning and uh i was doing an investigation and yeah on the third story of the of the prison you know there was a shadow guy person that came out was staring down us and then just went back in the into the cell and we went up there and it was gone Uh um and i have seen that on several occasions and so uh, that doesn't surprise me, and especially in an area that's highly charged like that. Uh-huh. Oh yeah, hey, yeah. hey, I'm first to admit when I was a young kid, we grew up in a, you know, well, it was it, it was me and my family. We actually lived in a in, in a haunted house. Every night around maybe uh, nine o'clock, nine thirty, we'd hear heavy footsteps up in the attic. I have no idea to this day what it was. I mean, heavy footsteps. Uh, no, it was just heavy footsteps. And you know what? And there's a good buddy of mine, Keith. I mean, he doesn't believe anything, you know. And, and I and I told him this recently. You know, I heard heavy footsteps. Would hear all. It would all hear it. And then there was heavy, like breathing too, almost like almost like a wheezing type of thing. He said, "No." So I said, "No, no. That's it. Would be like a 200 pound mouse with with work boots, you know." Oh I mean, well, and the unfortunate thing is, Chuck, that people that are really skeptical, they're never going to experience it. No, they're never really, exactly. Yeah. You know, you, you, they're not open to experiencing it. Right. I tell you what, I, I I take the the paranormal stuff the same way I do with the UFO stuff. Is that um, I take it case by case, and I I believe the person. 
but I still am, am skeptical about, you know, what they say. So I, I don't just take, if someone tells me I seen a ghost, I just don't take it as face value. Right. Know? You gotta check I want to know sure. what were you doing? Where were you at? What mm-hmm. was the temperature? What time of day was it? Were there other people that, you know, I, yeah. I'd like to talk, talk about it. And, and I tell you what, which really, and I, I hate watching a lot of these ghosts and UFO shows on TV. Mm-hmm. I, I was watching one um, last week. And I, I just caught, I was looking for something to watch. I was bored and I was watching it. And I think it was called Caught Paranormal Caught on Camera. Or oh, something. yes. Uh-huh. I'm familiar. And yeah, I do. Mm-hmm. They had, I think there was like about eight of them on this episode. And mm-hmm. there was two of them that I could say, okay, yeah, that is legit. But, the, you know, there still might be some questions. And the rest of them were like, well, it could be this. It could be this. It could be this. Nobody's asking questions. Just, they're kind of taking it at face value. And I'm saying, well, th- this could be a lot of stuff that, you know, they were showing one where this guy was filming in an abandoned house and, and a door started to to creak open. And then, mm-hmm. you know, he just said, I'm getting out of here. And he ran out. Mm-hmm. And these paranormal experts were saying, oh, yeah, you know, that happens all the time. That, that was definitely a ghost and this and that. And I'm saying, well, but nobody ever looked into the room. There, there You know, was there an open window in there? Was there a sure. draft? coming I think that a lot of these shows paranormal UFO monster encrypted hunters and all that I think they do a huge disservice to they do out there that are actually scientifically looking at these cases yes asking I, I agree questions. That, yeah. well, Chuck Chuck and I are magicians so when we look at these we can see clearly how some of it's achieved um yeah. You were talking about a thread theory earlier in regard to something else. I won't go any deeper than that, but Chuck and I are familiar with thread theories. And <laughs> um, so you watch these and we can clearly see that some of them are totally could right. be debunked. Yeah. And um, you're right, Joe, what you're saying. It, it, it's a big disservice. Uh, now, I will tell you, because you mentioned about a door opening, uh, I had a thing in Bannock uh, in uh, Ghost Town in Montana last summer. I have the video. You can look on my, on my uh, actually on my uh, YouTube page of Bannock, the ghost hunt. And I'm telling you, we were in the saloon and it's where there was a sheriff in that town that had went out and he was a sheriff, but also he had a gang that would go out and rob people after they would get their money from the mines. And um, so he'd go in the saloon. They would get together to talk about their ideas and what they were, who were they going to rob? and all this anyway we went in there with the with the action this time the bosom paranormal society too with me and we were all in the room we we're trying to contact the sheriff guy because he's considered very violent and an evil guy and we had cameras multiple going and there was no wind blowing well there's a little breeze no wind though okay and i had shut the front door of the saloon so that nobody would bother us in there because it was open for touring that day and it had a latch on it you know when you push down with your thumb and you latch the door anyway we're calling out for this guy we have various devices around the room all of a sudden that door opened and slammed open just bam just like that and there was no no wind to cause that and there was no nothing that would have made it happen there was no thread theory going on and um mm-hmm. it just blew my mind i've never seen anything that violent that powerful uh in front of me during an investigation but yeah you can see that on my youtube channel if you look for the bannock uh ghost hunt but i will tell you that happened it's absolute fact and uh, i have i that particular time i got video capture of it because we had a couple cameras going at the same time stuff like that that you know you guys actually you know are, are professional and and are taking a look at this and could say yes this is you know i could rule all this other stuff out but i mean th- this stuff that i've seen is is clear as day and it's like guys ask some questions man do a little bit of research i, I mean you know when i did ufo investigations I, I looked at every case i said okay i believe this person but now I, I, I want to, I want to try to, you know, debunk this. I want to go through every little thing and see. Yeah, what I, I think that's, that's the key word you just mentioned. You have to try and debunk whatever it is first. Right. Yeah. And then when I when I can't yeah. debunk it, when I've ruled everything out, then I have a. I know I have a good case. Or I know I've done my due diligence. I, I've ruled right. everything out. If I can't be a hundred percent rule it out, then I could say, hey, you know, it, it could be this. I'm not sure, but hey, there's a one percent chance here, and, and you know. If I'm not 100%, I'm not going with it. And there's been, you know, times where I've looked at stuff and I said, I don't know what this is. And I've had to send it to other investigators that have been doing it longer, have a little bit more resources and right. say, hey, you know, I, I can't figure this out. 
you know, take a look at it and they'll come back and say, yeah, you know, this is good or no, it's, it's mm-hmm. a hoax. And there are a lot of hoaxers out there that try to, you know, to, there is. to get people there is. for one reason or, or another. But man, I mean, I think in, you know, people that are in the UFO field and the paranormal field, we already catch flack from, from the public. And right. All and you know what? And, and I think a lot of these shows, a lot of these books that are being put out there, magazines, TV shows, it, it's all, it's not doing us a service. No, definitely know? not. It's, actually it's not. Well, let me put it in my, research. it's not doing, but uh, I'm sorry, Joe, I didn't, I hope I didn't speak over you there. Um, what I was going to say is, my opinion and all this stuff is, of course, we got to remember those shows are there to make money. Right. Exactly. Exactly. The, the one with Bigfoot, finding Bigfoot, they find Bigfoot every single week. <laughs> it's, it's obviously stupid, but this is the way I look at it. A lot of people now, we all know there is two sides. There's a spirit world. There's a regular world. Now, this is my opinion. Now, I'm a Christian. I believe in God. The right. Bible says stay away from such things because it will do you no good. In other words, when you seek out the spirit world it's going to eventually not do any good at the end. Right. That's my thing. When I was young, I experienced one or two things. I think I told you guys one time in Cuba, the hands that came by the door and stuff. Once I was a little older and I, you know, I became a Christian and stuff. I got to tell you something. I've dealt in the hospital with dead people, putting them in and out of the times. I've been in by, you know, where they do uh, autopsies and stuff. And I am yet, like I've never seen anything. I'm not afraid of anything. I don't, care anything and the basic reason is because i guess i go jesus you're in my heart take care of me and it stay it keeps me away from that spirit world from doing harm it's true what what uh mike said in his opinion when you go to those satanic and stuff that's Mm -hmm. where it proves not only the existence of god because god is a spirit but it's proof that there is something beyond what we believe here absolutely um, you get pen and teller for example for them oh nothing's real nothing's real but at the same time, you know, they got they they don't want to accept because they're skeptics that there's that one percent. You got to take Joe's stand on that. Will I investigate? Will I not? Now, me, I'm not saying that it doesn't exist. What I'm saying, it doesn't touch me because as a Christian, I am protected by God from being in those fields. Yeah, correct. That's, that's the way I'm saying. But there is a field out there and Amen. good research does benefits for both. It proves the existence of God at the same time. It proves the existence of a, a spirit world. And also at the same time, it takes skeptics where they won't be able to explain off. But you have to, because you also have a lot of crackpots out there. Right. Especially with the shows. And you know what? Books like I bet, like Mike, like you're putting out, they're pretty great in that way because you're really a true investigator. Joe, you're a true investigator. But what they show on the Travel Channel, what they show oh, is yeah. stupid. <laughs> It's just stupid. Uh, I mean, it's it's some of the things. It's like not only do they don't, even, but the so-called experts. And then you find out, and this is a good example. Um, I forgot who it was. They were, they were, uh, you know, seeing who was behind the History Channel's true things like that. And you would see that a lot of them were disqualified. That it was all there for money. They were making money in what they were yes. experts in. I'm not going to get in details because some of the shows I kind of like myself and I don't want to, you know, right. Bunk them, whatever, but right. Right. They got into one of the particular shows that were, you know, about UFOs and stuff. And they kind of debunked the people. And I was like, are you kidding me? And then when I saw the history, I'm like, wow, that, that's true. But at the same time, you know what, Joe, you have a good mentality for that. I'm glad you're going back in the field. I hope you, uh, Mike, you're superb. So, you know, Mike, you, I can't, tell you more that i appreciate everything you do buddy you're really cool and i just texted you before but i hope you read my text i did but i won't be out till next year at this time so i'll okay, get you i'm one. just saying you know I you got it you got it <laughs> hey mike mike i got a i got a quick question for you because we're, we're coming up here at the bottom Absolutely. of the hour but now since since you've been doing um you know paranormal investigations and all that for for a while have you ever had any uh any ghost or, or spirit hitchhikers you know, that, that have followed you back to your, your house or, or hotel or anything like that? Well, you know, I always do prayers before I go to the end of the ghost hunt. And then at the end, yeah, I, I do a prayer for them also. But I also tell them that um, this is where you live. And so you have to stay here because I'm going home now. And so I always talk to them that way. And then I say a prayer and, and wish for them to be able to either move on or be able to be happy in their 
where they're at. But uh, I always tell them not to follow. Now, now the thing is, the other night with that feeling, it did follow me home. So I don't know. <laughs> you know, I also heard I was I was listening to um. I, can't, I think it was a podcast. I'm not Come on, Joe, say the truth. They followed you home, right? Come on. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and it was about it was about <laughs> these paranormal ghost hunters. And they said how important it is to when you go to a place. And they said a lot of people make this mistake that they just go to a place, start investigating, and that they recommend going if you're going to a place to come in there and kind of talk to the ghost like they're yes. like you're just interested you're like hi you know my name is joe I, i'm an investigator that's I, right so i hope you welcome me into your house how important is that when you do an investigation well it really is because it's there it's where they live we don't live there it's like if someone came into your home and so it, you you need to talk to them and assure them that you're not there to you know do any damage to them, but you're just there to listen. And if they want to talk to you or communicate with you, you're there to listen, and they can tell you how they feel or tell you whatever. And um, of course, we use ghost boxes, and they are very effective. And sometimes we have an interesting communication uh, with whoever is in the room or in the facility. So yeah, it's very important because again. Uh, think if someone came into your home without your permission, how would you feel about it? Yeah, ab absolutely. So anyone out there doing, you know, paranormal investigations, UFO investigations, anything, you know, just remember to be be respectful of those living. And, that's and, right. You know, and contact Joe. Unliving. <laughs> contact Joe, please. Yeah. Joe, I got a question. This is how we know. Would you ever do in a podcast and somebody tapped you in the shoulder and then you turn around, no one was there? Have I, Has that ever happened to me? Yes, Joe. No, so then you. I think that you're okay. They didn't follow you home. You're all right. Sherry's tapping on my shoulder right now, so I don't know. Uh, hey, I wanted to ask Sherry. Is she's the one that's on the videos with you, demonstrating the magic? Yeah, that's right. Here, Sherry, go ahead and talk to Mike. Yes. Well, yes, you Mike. have such a wonderful personality. I can tell you have a very good heart, and you're a very kind person. Oh, you're so sweet. Thank you so well, much. I'm very sensitive to things like that. In fact, last week I was out doing uh, readings for people using a pendulum and I have a very sensitivity to things like that. And I watched you on the, on the videos with, with Chuck and I thought she is such a pleasant person. She has this really positive energy around her. Oh, thank you. Mm -hmm. yeah, I really enjoy it. Definitely makes the, the, the videos a little bit more, you know, a lot more lively hearing her, her commentary on them. Oh. I, I know we said that before, you know, with them, uh, you know, every time Chuck does something and like well, that last April Fool's one, her commentary yeah, and that yeah. was great. <laughs> well, like, she's, so, she's so genuine. I can yeah, feel it. Yeah, she is. Yeah. Yeah, she is. And you guys got to also know the commercial that goes in between our channel. Every yeah. place, that's her voice. Over. That's her voice. Ah. Awesome. That's yeah. well, you're, you're a I can tell you're a very kind, sweet individual. Oh, so just wanted to tell you that while you're on, on oh, your list. Oh, I appreciate it. Thank yeah. you very you much. You know what, Mike? We'll be married uh, 30, thir years. 30 years, May 22nd. Yep. Wow, congratulations. Welcome. Congratulations, congratulations there. Yeah. yeah, it went it went fast, man. I'm telling you. Oh, we are. It does. Wait, guys, we got about, we got about two and a half minutes, so we're oh, going to oh, go around and give everyone a quick 30 seconds to uh, say what they want to say. So, Chuck and Sherry, we're going to start off with you guys. Okay. All right. Hey, thanks a lot for having us. We certainly enjoy and uh, and we appreciate coming on. And, uh, exactly. And uh, thanks to all the viewers out there, all the listeners. Sherry? Yeah, thanks to everyone. Uh, it was a good show and I appreciate everybody and uh, have a blessed week. Awesome. Michael, going over to you. Just going to mention, I'm still looking for votes for my uh, Rondo Hatton Award. Uh, I know that Joe, I think uh, Eddie's going to put that or has put that on somewhere for people to know how to vote. And I really appreciate your votes. They close off this week. And I'm really excited about my article of Monsters and Magic being nominated. So if you're listening and you're inclined to, uh, please follow up and vote. Absolutely. And just to follow up on that, you could uh, just type in, you know, on any search classic horror film board. It'll take you right to the home page, and you could uh, you just scroll down and say Rondo Hatton Classic Horror Awards, and that's where you'll find them. Eddie, final thoughts? Yes. Uh, in the last podcast, there's a link where Mike was on, and it tells you exactly what to do and what to send about the uh, voting. Please log into that. I'm going to also log it on to this uh, podcast as well. In our link below, you'll be able to see how to vote. People that are listening, please vote because uh, Mike Mesmer is a phenomenal person. He's helped us out a lot. And the other thing I was going to say, and, and this is very uh, forward, is that 
it's coming soon. Um, a lot of you guys uh, are been waiting for him, and he's been in the covers for a long time. Todd Mitchin has agreed with me to be in next week's show. He's got a lot to talk about. The remake. Well, it's about time. <laughs> yeah, it's about time. And, and his uh, remake of the X-ray glasses, where he has been remaking oh, the package. Wow, cool. Uh, it still looks the you know, same original artwork and everything, but he made it a little more lively, uh, you know, Todd's way, I guess. And, you know, everything else. And another thing, I'm going to try to get Dr. Saab to be on a, on another podcast as well, because now that we do 7 p.m., um, a lot more people are able to come on. So having said that, again, guys, we'll be monetized by next week. Yeah, uh, Our YouTube channel is going to blow. And, and I'm telling you like now, I'm, I'm really planning a lot of stuff coming up ahead. Um, all, right. all right, everyone. Well, that's our time. So thank you for joining us, everyone out in podcast land. Thank you for joining us and good night. All right. God, good bless. God bless everybody. Goodbye. Good night. Good night.